0: Welcome to today's episode on the Life in the Front Office podcast with uh, Kareen Millian with Pro Sports Assembly as my co-host. Really excited to kick off today's episode uh, for our series with Justin Bachmeyer from the NBA on the International Strategic Initiative side, as well as Christina Jefferson from San Francisco 49ers, uh, Director of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion. And we're going to talk about transitioning into pro sports, kind of um, diving into their career paths. This is both kind of their first entree into the sports and entertainment industry, but have a plethora of experience prior to this. And so we'll kind of dive into some of the different perspectives, um, and we'll get into it. Justin, Christina, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Karine, I I I want to start off with the fact that. Uh, Christina ca- comes from kind of the retail background, um, retail industry, and then Justin um, from the armed forces background, and so two totally different, um, you know, <laughs> experiences. I'm, I'm sure between the two, uh, Christina, we'll just dive in with you first. Like a being in the re- retail background for for such uh, a good you know amount of time. Did you ever think you would work in sports? Was this, you know, how did the opportunity come up? Um, You know, obviously you've got your fashion going here. So so you've got that down put. We're good.
2: Yeah. um, So, I mean, that is something I bring every day to the office is like a level of fashion that I think that everybody else is like what's happening there. Um, But thank you so much for having me. I was thinking about this randomly today, or maybe it's because I was thinking about this conversation. Um, I, I never thought I was going to work in sports. I uh, was really sure I was going to live the rest of my life in retail. Um, I was happy in it. Um, I enjoyed my work and um, I enjoyed helping people in um, in a way that I think a lot of people forget that people in service need so many things um, and that they are servicing everyone else. Um, and so I think for me, that was my calling what I thought my calling was, um, but really my calling is I, I realized is really diversity equity inclusion in whatever scale and wherever I go. And you know, when the 49ers reached out, I, um, did, I did I let that sit in my email box for a minute. <laughs> I, uh, I looked at my wife and I was like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And I decided um, to, sit, to have a conversation. And I'm so glad I did. I fell in love with the organization, I fell in love with the culture. And I think that's the part of being in DEI that people forget is that you need to know that the culture that you that you have a culture that's willing to learn um, and to ask the right questions before you you join an organization. So uh, long story short, that is that is my um, kind of why. um, And it's all about the culture and the people.
0: Justin, we'll get to you in a second. But Christina, one quick hot take on that Like if someone got reached out to by a professional sports team, usually the reaction is like, oh my gosh, it's it, right? And you're like, ah, I'm I'm just going to let this one sit for a little (laughs) bit. No big deal. We're good.
2: I know. And everyone laughs at that. But to me, like, I really felt that my calling was working in diversity, equity, and inclusion inside an organization that was focused on retail. Um, That was what I thought I was going to do for my entire life. Um, I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed, um, you know, helping not only internally and externally. And I got to, I always like to say, I was like a little social justice warrior. And I was like, why would I want to go to sports and do that? Um, But now I can't imagine my life any other way.
0: Well, at the end of the day, you are still working for a brand. You still sell merchandise. So there is a little bit of a component that's still there for you. Um, Kareen, why don't you take it away with Justin?
3: No, I was just thinking, you know, I was thinking about when I was at the academy and everybody's an athlete. So regardless, you're on the intramural team or you're on this team, right? And so knowing that athletics was already a big part of your time in the armed services, right? Um, I will have to say, I don't know if this is a hot take, but when I, got to, when I got appointed to the academy, the first thing somebody told me was hanging out with lacrosse players will get you in trouble.
1: So... oh man oh <laughs> uh, i mean we will not a... uh, we won't go there i mean okay. a, a lot of lacrosse players have very little <laughs> military background and so when they they get there it's a it's a tough learning curve for staying out of trouble and 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 doing that, but.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, so I think like, I like that perspective of your background in sports and bringing that to the NBA and how you're introduced to that. I think that's why we have these conversations for our networks to know and about what our journeys are and how we can continue to grow in this space. So let the people know who you are and your why.
1: Yeah, perfect. Um, So Kareem, first, happy Veterans Day, uh, upcoming Veterans Day. Uh, to to you and then to everybody that that tunes into this I think whether it's the 49ers uh, organization or anything I think it's it's just a a special time to to celebrate service to the country and so just want to throw that out there and then you know I think what's what's funny um Christina just talked about that is like fully understanding like where you're at and so so I, I went to West Point to play lacrosse. Um, and then when I graduated, I did the army thing. So I went to a unit, um, got deployed, came back, actually got a chance to play pro lacrosse, go to business school um, while I was in the military. My last job on active duty, I came back to West Point to work in the athletic department. So be a director of operations, help with different areas, mentor cadets. Um, so. We, that was my chance to really get back and and give back for what West Point did for me in my career and and just personally and professionally, and so while I was there, I was I was helping with team captain leadership development, and some other things, and and I was just very fortunate, I guess luck, where um, the San Antonio Spurs came to West Point, and they're you know lifelong learners. They came to to West Point to to understand how West Point was doing it, and I. Got connected with with their front office and specifically RC Buford and and he was a champion. He was a champion for me as I transitioned out of the military and and um, connected me with the right people and and so I did this program called the Skillbridge program. So the last six months of my army career on active duty, I was like a fellow at the NBA within international basketball operations and so and then I was very fortunate that as it finished up, I got hired on full-time. And so that's kind of how I got my foot in the door, the champion. um, And then also, um, you know, just the right opportunity with Skillbridge and kind of betting on myself to prove myself. And then, you know, Christina talked about it much more eloquently than I did, but the having the right values and, and a lot of people jump to pro sports and say, that's my dream job. That's exactly what I want to do. There are good and bad things about every organization, every industry. And part of the reason that I chose after my Skillbridge Fellowship to stay on and, and do full time is because of the people around me. And, and I think that's critical. So the department I'm in, international basketball operations, is is a people first organization. And, and it just aligned with the values that I had from the military. And I think that was so critical about my transition. And and it seems like Christina's in the same thing, but. The, the NBA in sports isn't the end-all be-all. It's the people, it's the culture, it's the type of organization. So that's how I got here and, and where I'm at now, so.
3: I think one of the biggest things that, you know, as uh, members of the assembly, uh, the conversations that I have with members is they're doing these initiatives and these uh, programs to bring talent in. And then they're always kind of at that point where like, all right, what about your culture? And both of you all talked about those the culture of the organization that you're transitioning into and so if I'm an organization leader um, and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking you know getting people from outside of pro sports is a trend now like a lot of people this is the time for them to come into the space Um, veterans the war is over right so a lot of people gonna be thinking about transitioning to whatever Um, so talk about that culture um, that you felt people can take away like oh yeah that's easy I just like to get to the point like what are some of the things that I think people overlook when they're trying to be that culture for diverse or you know people transitioning into their organization
2: Uh, I will start and say you know um that it's not just about having more people of color like it, if I could like I laugh about it every day every time I talk to somebody I'm just like that's not the point of this you know um you know we just uh sent out our HR newsletter for the month of of um of November and it talked about Diwali we did an altar for day day of the dead we talked about Hanukkah we talked about Veterans Day we talked about native American day or native American month. We talked about the intersections between those things. Like we like did a special little thing about code talkers and like being able to talk about like, let's not shy away from the fact that people that there are people in this organization who, you know, we, we go and we look for people who are veterans. We understand that like looking for people understanding that diversity means so many different things. And so for me, when I was looking at coming on to the organization, I asked a lot of questions, Um, you know, I asked a lot of questions and I asked a lot of questions of the leaders, you know, from the president to the chief Um, financial officer to my boss. Um, It was not a done deal um, that I was going that I wanted to be a part of this organization. And so I think when leaders look at this, like you need to understand that if people aren't asking you really tough questions when they want to join your organization, then I then I would question whether they understand what your culture is. Um, You know, a lot of times people get on, I think Justin said this really well, like people are just like, I mean, I interview people all the time for our internship program they're like, I just want to join the the organization. And it's just like, that's not a reason to want to be here. Like there's a job behind this. You know, there are people who make this place go. And in order to make sure that you have the right people in that culture, we need to ask really hard questions and the person who wants to come onto this team needs to want to ask those hard questions as well.
0: Christina, does that happen in the retail space? Like, Do people just say, I just want to, I just want to work for the organization or is there a different attitude about it?
2: People actually, where I came from, yes, people wanted to work for Sephora. Like it is a organization that like, when I talked to a lot of people, their face would light up in the same way, but in a very different way with the 49ers, like people like they are very about it. And so, and in a way that like, is kind of like, you're like, whoa, you know? And so that was like a whole culture shift for me to understand. Like I already operated all the time as if I was, if I'm wearing my 49ers gear, I'm a representative of the organization. And so in the same way that I did when I was wearing my Sephora gear, I was a representative of the organization, but it's times 10, um, you know, because it it is an organization that, even if you don't follow football, you know what it is, you know? And, and like, I think with Sephora, it was a very different organization because unless you really understood makeup or were really into skincare, you, yeah, sure. Maybe. Um, but no, there's no one who doesn't know what I do, you know, or at least the organization that I work for. And so I think that has been a little bit of a different, of a culture shift for me or a different, a different vibe. Um, but I would definitely say it's, it's, um, it's very, intense
0: <laughs> Kareen I, I, I have a question for you and Justin and that like from an armed armed forces perspective Justin I'm sure you have conversations with with people that you've served with across the board right like what's their perspective of what you're doing and vice versa and and do you, you know what discussions do you have post your experience about um, the experiences that you're having currently
1: yeah. Um, so I, I just want to touch on what Christina said too, and then and then I'll dive into that if that's all right. So, so part of that part of that culture is also every day once you're inside the organization. And and I, I Christina touched on the great points before, but then inside the organization, if you're not having those critical conversations daily about the behaviors, the actions, and like that, is that the right culture that? That you want to be in because you know if you're not willing to question things or or anything like that have your voice heard and I think that's important and to find in that where in the military you know they have their structured ways between after action reviews and others where you try to get as many voices in the room saying honest opinions about where where the current state is and so I think that's a lot of you know at least I try to bring to the organization is, is, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to bring out those, those honest critiques and conversations and let's, let's get better. And, and I think, um, and having a diverse mindset views in the room matters, like it matters. So whether it's, it's veterans, whether it's, you know, men, women, people of color, um, LGBTQ, it matters. Like you need to have those different mindsets to get better and to be a high performing organization. Um, otherwise you'll just get in the rut and you'll do the same thing every day, whether it's sports, whether it's anything. So that's, that's where, like, I think veterans are, are very good at it because you, you like, you grow up in this culture where yes, like it's rank and file, but there are opportunities where you're expected to say something if things aren't right. And, and so I, I do like to bring that to it. Like, how do we red team different things? How do we, and and that comes from hiring, that comes from events, activations, players, um, and, and so that's kind of the conversations we're around I have with others. Is like, understand how your skill sets matter within the industry. Um, really think through your your values and your skill sets and what you would bring to that organization, and if that organization actually values that. So ask those questions, um, do the research, the military's got a great network. So you always know somebody through somebody that can tell you how it really is at an organization.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, my net is about to fall off. I'm nodding so hard because both of you are just hitting right on it. And one thing in my conversations with my peers, whether they're still in or they're getting ready to get out of the service is like, I think, I my experiences have been like coaching, a lot of coaching, and that is such a small sector, right, of sports in general, and that's a very hard space to get into, like you gotta, it's all about timing and being at the right places, and if you've been a comms troller somewhere, you know, you probably haven't gotten that ton of experience, so I try to talk to them about their skills and what you're already doing now. Like an organization is run just like a command, like I was in command and control, like that, those skills that you said, Justin, apply to any organization in this space and really believing that and getting help in transferring that and how you explain what you do. Cause a lot of civilians don't, when, when that was the first thing when I first came out, like I was trying to explain what I did and they're like, oh, okay, cool and they don't know. And so they don't know what my strengths are based on the, what I'm saying. And so really spending the time to understand what I do well or what my peers do when I'm talking to them and how that applies to any organization and find the, finding those opportunities. So it's been, it's it was, I, I was lucky enough, my transition came through college first. So I was a little bit tampered down, but now in professional sports I see the culture and and all that stuff and how it's, it's
0: fun. Christina, what's been the biggest, not surprise, but like aha moment for you as you've transitioned in terms of like, man, I didn't think, I didn't think I'd have to do X or, you know, I, I, as many questions as I asked, like this is different, right. Or, or something of that sort.
2: Yeah, um, before I answer that, I am going to touch on just something that is interesting that both um, Justin and Corinne said, which was that I saw, I see also in in my career, my previous career in retail, and actually now, is that people don't know how to talk about what they've done, Um, especially if they don't come from corporate spaces. I didn't come from a corporate space, and so me trying to take what I did and also help people who are who have been leaders in retail, who've been leaders in other sectors, Um, like, you know, not only was I retail, but I also did a lot of work in nonprofits and social impact, and they don't know how to talk, both sides don't know how to talk to each other. They can't read a resume and say, oh, because someone was in the military and did this, this, and this, they actually really would be a great person to do this. And so being able to, like, talk to people, I love talking to people about their resumes, because I can say, you need to move this up, you need to move this down. If this is what you're looking for, if this is the kind of job you're looking for, then this is what I need you to do to your resume. And so I think that people don't take enough time to just reach out on LinkedIn and say, hey, I'm interested in this role, can you help me? Um, and so, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, um, I see as like a kind of a, a conversation across both, both sides. Um, and it's something that people need to really, you um, really do, um, if I could add that. Uh, And to your question, I think the thing that I found most interesting um, is something that is a huge strength that I come from, which is um, in retail, there is a season. Everything is a season. It runs on a season and you need to be ready for that season three months ahead. Like I was always working on three. I It was so hard for me. People always laugh at me because I would have a calendar over here and I would always look over and they're just like, there's Christina looking at her calendar again because you're working on a three month back. And if you aren't ready in November or if you're not ready for in September for November, you can kiss your retail like, holiday goodbye you know and so and you need to know your rhythm you need to know when things are happening you need to know when like you know when I worked down here at Stanford I needed to know when the 49ers games were because that meant that nothing was happening that day So understanding that, and I think what is interesting to me is that, um, and maybe this is just coming from a a place where planning is such a strong thing and also feedback to Justin's point, like feedback, being able to be like, I need feedback in the moment and I don't have, and like, this is not about being mean to you. This is literally about giving you feedback and let's keep it moving. So I think those are the two biggest things that I've been able to bring to sports. So to my organization is understanding that like, Planning and goal setting um, is, is a thing that you, we need to be a little stronger with. I think I see this across sports um, and like how to give feedback and understand that feedback is, a, I always say, and people nerd out, uh, feedback is a gift. And I think that's what people are, I think that's something that I've just noticed, again, across the board, that um, that is something that can be brought to, to uh, sports organizations.
3: Feedback is a gift. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on a shirt. I'll give you some royalties, girl. Um, what does that even look like? How do organizations and their employees better understand each other and help that com- those conversations happen? Like get a better understanding of what works in this culture and how, cause you know, when people are getting hired, sometimes when they're not getting hired, they're saying they weren't the right fit, but it's like, is that good? Was that, is that the right answer? is the culture good enough for that person too. So when how can organizations and could start to help under better understand each other.
1: Yeah, I I think I mean one big thing is is under, like leaders really understanding how communication matters. Um and and I've been I've been on like a personal kick lately like about meeting culture. And and stuff like that. So, how meetings are structured, how meetings are run, different things like that. That speaks to your culture. That speaks to the behaviors that you want out of your employees and each other. So, whether that's how how many people talk in that, how how you do it over Zoom versus others, engagement, non-engagement, like that all matters. And so, um, so some of those critical things people might not think about every day. But that's those are actions where you start to learn about each other. And then I think, you know, I I go back to, you know, different, different tools that are out there to to understand each other and and whether that's like a formal like team building tool versus, hey, like I just want to get some engagement around favorite thing they watched this past weekend. And, and so understanding how those dynamics matter in an organization, um, that has to be thought about, that has to be planned that cannot come ad hoc. And, and that's all part of it. And, and leaders, and especially in sports organizations must understand why that matters for each other for the outcome on the court, the field, anything like that. And so, um, you know, we just inside our department, we just had our offsite uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and we did, um, the, the exercise around highlight hardship um, and hero and and creating that space for vulnerability and, and coming out and, and speaking that and letting, letting our staff kind of bring that out. And, and that talks about who they are. So really being deliberate about that is important.
0: It doesn't always have to be like a test or something, but I know, you know, even when I was at the tour, we would do some personality type things with the larger group. And like, even that helped just understand how people think differently, right? Like, are they analytical versus, you know, super outgoing and energetic? Or are they going to be the first one who talks versus the one who's going to be reserved and kind of hold their opinions back? I think even just having that like subtle awareness of how people are going to react to what's being said, what's being done to your point, Justin, like that's critical because then it also might change how you go about it. Uh, because you know a little bit more context. Um, Christina, in, in, in your space and, and how you're trying to foster that environment of some, to some extent, um, are, there, are there things that you are wanting to do or, or wanting to kind of test out to see like, hey, is it, would this work?
2: Yeah, I mean (laughs) without
0: giving any secrets away, of course.
2: (laughs) I know, I know. I mean, it's not really, it's not a secret. I don't think any of this work is a secret. I think um, you know, it's really understanding that like simple is hard. Um, and so really thinking about um that the work really is meeting people where they're at. And in order to do that, it requires work. Some people like, you know, exactly what Justin was saying, like it's like if you're talking about meetings, let's just talk about meetings. Send out an agenda beforehand, understand that people said so there are people who need that planning that I, to, I have an idea about it. You also need to do, um, you know, during the meeting, understand who's going to be the talkers who are not going to be the talkers you need to understand at the, after the meeting, who's going to send you a note because they're processors and they need a moment and they can't like figure, you know, they need a second to think about what you just said. And that, what I just said, that requires planning on the part of the person who is going to be leading the meeting. And so when you're thinking about anything, culture, when you're thinking about how we're doing our jobs, it just requires a little bit more presence of thought and a little bit more thinking about how other people are in order to um, move something forward. So as I said, it's simple, but it's hard if you're really thinking about every piece of your organization and how they interact with each other.
0: Justin, any final thoughts before we get on to Rapid Fire?
1: No, and and I'll just say that can come from anybody in the organization. And that that should come from anybody. So that can come from the coaching side, the sports ops side, the business side. Um, Everybody should be thinking that way. Yeah.
0: All right, Rapid Fire, here we go, wrapping up the episode. Um, Appreciate the time, different perspectives. Christina, you've got to have a favorite piece of merch so far. What is oh, it's
2: it? my gold jacket? My gold jacket is my favorite thing. I have planned outfits around this, day. like it is like life. I'm like, how can I make this where I can wear this almost every day? So, <laughs> the gold jacket is like, it's life,
0: Justin. What's your gold jacket?
1: Uh, I'm a shoe guy, love, okay. love Jordan one. So, shoe guy, love it. Okay. Guy Kirby, okay, what you got.
3: Justin scuba or skydive
1: skydive cj sure.
2: what are we talking what scuba or sky? no, no. neither <laughs> no I'm like what are we talking about I don't I will not do either of those things thank you okay maybe scuba maybe scuba
0: <laughs> Justin I'll start with you on this one uh favorite place you could travel not that you have but could travel
1: to um, could travel. I've always wanted to go to Chile. Um, would, would love that. So, uh, I've
2: always wanted to take the big train ride through Europe. That's what I want to do.
3: That is, that is a serious thing.
2: <laughs> no, like I have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time.
3: <laughs> okay, last one from me. Take out or, um, eat in? Oh, yeah, no, take out or dine out. Dine in?
0: Dine in, dine in. Dine in. Dine Dine
3: in, okay, okay. This was great. I wish we were at a party and I was introducing and I feel like (laughs) we got to talk more about what, Justin, like NBA Africa is something that I'm like so excited about. And I'm like, we got to do a part two because I think it's amazing. To me, it's like yes, a veteran is doing that is as a part of that team and understands that, and that's how you think about the opportunities in this space. So, um, I appreciate I got, you.
0: <laughs> I got one. I got one last one for you both. Um, if you could think of one word, as we we're kind of thinking about different perspectives, if you could think about one word to describe yourself, what would it be? Throwing a curveball a little bit here.
3: This is now rapid.
0: well one word pretty rapid
3: one word to describe yourself cj and justin um i wouldn't even know how to answer that i'm glad
0: i I stumped you both huh yeah yeah one word
1: I, 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 guess I'll, I guess I'll go with curious, like just curious about a bunch of different things and, and go down rabbit holes for learning and, and everything like that. So I'll, I'll stay with curious, um, Love just it really drives a bunch of things. So oh, that,
2: that, that would be, have been mine. Um, <laughs> I'm like, literally, I, I'm maybe nerd. I'll go with nerd. Um, it's like, I mean, like nerd out so hardcore so many things star trek comic books roller (laughs) derby give me any three of those those things i could talk about all day long
1: love
0: it We'll we'll put that in in in, uh episode two here kareem yeah yeah keep note of that one justin christina thank you so much for your time really appreciate your thoughts insights and perspectives on our series here with pro sports assembly on the life in the front office podcast. Thanks again.
3: Thanks.